This is a podcast by The Straits Times. On SG Extra today, we'll be talking about what's happening here in Singapore and the headlines that we will be paying attention to this week. Singapore's Ministry of Foreign Affairs provided more details regarding the sanctions enacted in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And these include banning export of certain goods such as electronics to Russia, as well as prohibiting banks and other financial institutions from doing business with four Russian banks. Companies in Singapore are still assessing the impact of the Ukraine war and how sanctions against Russia could affect their operations and contractual obligations. Now, several industry and business associations say it may yet be some time before firms have a fuller picture of how they are impacted by these sanctions. Meanwhile, in January, core inflation up 2.5% year-on-year. That's the highest in September of 2012, driven by price increases of food, electricity, and gas. So now, with Russia and Ukraine's conflict triggering a surge in commodity and petrol costs all over the world, how will these developments impact prices here in Singapore for Singaporeans and for everyone who lives here? Let's find out. Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor from The Straits Times, is joining us on the phone lines right now. Good afternoon, Zakir. Hi, afternoon. Zakir, so the Foreign Minister Vivian Balakrishnan said that Singapore will impose export controls on items that are potential weapons and will also restrict certain financial transactions connected to Russia. What are the potential implications of these uh, sanctions on our economy? I think it still remains to be seen what the longer-term implications will be. But I think in the immediate future, I think the companies and firms that rely quite heavily on some of these exports to Russia could be affected. And for instance, in the U.S., companies that supply equipment like computer firms and marine equipment are already seeing a bit of a hit because of these sanctions. And I think, you know, it, it remains to be seen as well as for, you know, for the companies or investment firms with substantial holdings in Russia. That's not quite clear yet how it might play out. But I think they'll probably have to brace for a negative sort of a price. I mean, there'll probably be some price as a result of the sanctions. Sounds uh, very concerning there, Zakir. Now let's focus in on some of the basic things that we really need people living here in Singapore. Food importers Mm -hmm. and manufacturers are increasingly concerned as well with the conflict putting pressure on the price of wheat, corn, oil seed. There will be a direct impact to all of us, right? (laughs) Yep, there will be. In a way, there's a good side and a bad side of it. I mean, there's a good um, side. Okay, well, well, I'll let you... Side, in a way, I mean, we've, we've managed to, you know, with COVID-19 and all, I think, and, and for some years now, Singapore's been quite conscious to diversify the sources of key imports, right? Grains, wheat, sunflower oil. And I think the challenge is for it to, to try and ramp up some of these alternative supplies from elsewhere, right. if supplies from Ukraine and Russia are affected. But at the same time, I mean, there's global demand as well. So the good thing is we don't need very much of these right? And, and so we should be able to get what we need. The bad side is I think globally they'll come at a higher price. And so I think everything, bread, noodles, cooking oil, there's, you know, we rely on sunflower oil, which mm-hmm. some of which comes out of Russia and Ukraine. You rely on, you know, and even things that you may not directly rely on, corn, for instance, or soybeans, you know, for instance, that are feed for poultry. So I think we're going to expect prices to rise a little overall. And I think that's, that's inevitable for the next few months. 
markets. So, yes, as you mentioned, you know, the price of wheat, flour, which will then impact our breads, our cakes, and a lot of noodles, a lot of the (laughs) things that we eat on a daily basis. So when can we expect to pay more for food items here, taking into consideration as well the inflation that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, well, I think you might see prices go up in the coming weeks, I guess. I think that there is some stockpile or or, or supply, so Mm -hmm. prices may not go up immediately. But I think a lot of the hawkers, once your major suppliers start ramping up prices and increasing, you know, prices, I think it's inevitable that your hawker prices might go up. On the other side, I mean, you might see some uh, hawkers kind of do what some people have observed, sort of shrinking the quantity of of your noodles <laughs> and, you know, for instance, a little less chicken with your chicken rice. And that's to be expected as well, you know, and I think if customers are fine with that, because that means your meal price doesn't go up, mm-hmm. right? But the quantity of protein in it might shrink a little, you know, but that's how things go. And I think that's, I guess, I mean, I think hawker, especially for hawkers, I think there's some concern that rising prices could also drive away customers. And I think uh, with COVID, many have been mindful that, you know, conditions may not be as rosy. So they'll try and weigh the alternatives, I guess, between retaining your customers and, and, and making sure they can afford to pay for meals. And at the same time, you know, managing your volumes and costs on your business side as well. Well, food is food. I think in one way or the other, we're going to have to feed ourselves. Whether, you know, you you get less chicken in your chicken rice, less noodles. Um, Let's talk about the higher energy prices as well that's uh, happening all over the world. What kind of impact will this have for us here in Singapore? So I think we've already seen that in recent months, sort of energy prices creeping up. I think uh, you can expect them to stay consistently high for a while. I think there may be measures in place to help relieve the burden on consumers, especially on low-income households if prices rise too steeply. And I think Finance Minister Lawrence Wong gave that assurance in a speech rounding up the budget debate earlier this month. But I think for, for the bulk, of, you know, even for hawkers, the cost of your, your electricity bill is probably going to inch up a little. Again, it's something we'll have to brace for for a while. And everything will have to be passed on to the consumer at the end of the day to cover the cost. So that's, that, that's true. I mean, at the end of the day. But I think, again, if, if businesses are mindful of, uh, you know, the conditions out there, mm-hmm. they might decide to kind of hold back a little and absorb the costs on their own. But yes, uh, so we were talking about this earlier in the show. In fact, uh, some of the, the supermarkets here in Singapore are putting together, you know, weekly specials, I, I think, right. on what uh, weekly specials of our basic necessities. So they're sort of holding on to the current price. But how long can they do this? I think it's not clear how long they can do this for, mm-hmm. but I think they'll they'll try and, um, especially the larger chains, they do have buffer and, and okay. chains like fair price, right? They've had a publicly declared social mission. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be able to absorb some of the price increases for some time, I think, okay. so long as they keep operations sustainable overall. I think one, one thing we might see a little more of is, is maybe efforts to also address the issue on some other fronts. Food wastage is something, right. you know, I think we've been concerned about some time now and I've started seeing at supermarkets for instance at FairPrice they bundle together the fruits that maybe aren't as nice looking Mm -hmm. uh, or that maybe you know you got to eat the apple within 24 hours otherwise it'll go bad and so I think that they're trying to to kind of do more of these sales or to avoid wastage to pass them on to those who really need it and I think you know if if we're talking about being a bit more concerned about the environment and and reducing waste some of these efforts could could also help I think you're starting to see also some residents or neighbors come together to try and 
find ways to help those who might, you know, be struggling with rising prices. Hmm. Okay. I'm speaking to Zakir Hussein, the Singapore editor of the Straits Times. We're talking about some of the stories developing here in Singapore for the week that we are paying attention to. So, Zakir, the Ministry of Manpower today also released a new report that Singapore's labor market recovery is likely to sustain in the coming year. Mm -hmm. But with the Russia-Ukraine conflict on the horizon uh, looming above us, will this have impact in the employment situation here? I think it's it's a little too early to call, but I think some of the badly hit sectors, I think, will see a bit of, of a hit. Already we saw, for instance, that last year, wholesale trade and financial services or a larger share of retrenchments compared to other sectors. And I think that's the nature of these industries. I think some of the sectors that could be reliant on trade, especially with Russia or Eastern Europe, might be affected. Mm-hmm. And I think the overall sort of um, you know, financial services may also be affected, I guess, because the right. overall climate is still a little, you know, just as we thought we were recovering from COVID, people were starting to have a bit more spare change in their pockets and so on. You know, this Russia-Ukraine war has... Yeah, our- Think, with this um, new conflict. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's set things back again. And I think people are, are really mm. genuinely concerned that, um, you know, the global economic outlook is going to be muted for the next couple of years at least. And with that, we just should brace ourselves and be more cautious. Thank you very much, uh, Zakir, for joining us here uh, today. Zakir Hussein is the Singapore editor of The Straits Times. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.